2: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: Hi, welcome to the show. We're going to jump in here in just a second. But first, I want to talk with you about our Patreon page at show.com. Now, you might have noticed that most other podcasts only post one episode a week or maybe even one episode per month. But here, we record three free episodes every week in order to keep up with our chaotic politics. Actually, make it six episodes a week if you include the After Party on Fridays and the Shadow Docket bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy schmancy corporation, we rely entirely on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows a week. And the best way to support the Bob Suska Show is to sign up for five dollars a month at Bob or patreon.com slash Bob show. That's pennies per episode and only sixty dollars per year. And it helps us keep up with the fire hose of news every day, right? Again, that's Bob or Patreon.com slash Bob And now let the cartoons begin.
3: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska.
4: Today's Rachel Maddow
0: Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show.
2: From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, September 26, 2023. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 979 of the Biden Harris administration, 45 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram and threads at TheBobSeska Twitter is BobSesca underscore ghost, spoutable BobSesca. Patreon page is show.com And surprise, surprise, he's here today. Buzz Burbank with the news. When yeah. You say
3: Buzz Burbank. Yes, yeah. You've said it all. Yeah, 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 just to yeah. put the cash, put the cash over there uh, next to the gold bars. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> All right, be- what's up? Be- beware, beware, of Egyptians bearing gifts. Uh, hi, 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 everybody. Hi. Uh, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. Ask your doctor if this show is right for you. <laughs> yes. Well, I see. Uh, I see. Uh, Rupert Murdoch has retired from Fox News. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mm-hmm. equally conservative son, Lachlan, will replace him. Yeah. And that's how the Murdochs put the suck into succession. <laughs>
2: Enjoying that show,
3: yeah. Uh, still tough going for Ron DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's now in last place, yeah. with just 10 percent of the vote. Uh, he, even in platform shoes, DeSantis comes up short. <laughs> uh, in inflation, inflation continues to plague the country. Yes, it does. I mean, I mean, have you priced a Supreme Court justice lately? I mean, really. <laughs> It's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. No. Uh, just, just remember, if you have to ask the price of a Supreme Court justice, you can't afford one. <laughs> and uh, what else? Uh, the writers are back at work uh, in Hollywood, uh, mm-hmm. but the actors are still on strike. Yeah. Uh, and these strikes, as you may have noticed, have really affected the new fall TV season. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the new reality shows this fall is a competition between network executives to fill three hours a night. <laughs> <laughs> See if they can do it. Good luck. Uh, uh, and a NASA space capsule yep. returned to Earth this week carrying a chunk of asteroid for a scientist to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sample was captured about 4 billion miles from Earth, which is the farthest mankind has ever gone for a piece of asteroid.
2: More thunder, <laughs> more uh, the Bob Seska asteroid.
3: Show. All right.
2: Kicking off a brand new week with this one from uh the great Rocky Mountain Mike.
3: Here we go. His name was Donnie. He was an express
4: with yellow freak combed over hair and tire, what a spare. He was Deranged day and Cuckoo cocoa. And when he thought he was a
3: star, he got bailed out by Bill Barr. And then the FBI, they came
4: and stayed till five. They were feds and they had a warrant. Who could ask for more? With the dope from Do from, from, from Mar-a-Lago, Who
3: may just flee to Santiago. Yeah, the dope from from, from Mar-a-Lago. With the dope from they must do the from
2: from yes. uh, Marion Ann Arbor Rocky Mount da- Mike. Da-Lago. Rocky MNC and Mike Da-Lago. on Da-Lago. Twitter.
0: Da-Lago.
2: Yeah, the dope from Mar a Lago thinks uh, we could end up in World War II against <laughs> Russia. Also. The dope from Mar-a-Lago thinks that he uh, won the election in 2016 against Barack Obama, all because of the Iraq war that was started by Jeb Bush.
3: (laughs) and we talk about competency we talk yeah. about biden's competency look at this guy i mean th- this guy's been insane for as long as we've known him yep. and uh, but we've come to accept it we've come to normalize it his crazy is fine apparently mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and you know it's just, it's once again the the arrows of, of blame and shame are pointed the wrong direction
2: yes they are so what the hell are you doing here today
3: <laughs> you know, you weren't supposed to be here and I, well know, no and i said i said I, I had things to do and i wasn't sure if i would okay. be okay you should okay. have a substitute ready. But uh, then I said, uh, no, no need for a substitute. I'm going to make it after all. So I did. I'm I've so glad. I've made special arrangements to be with you people today.
2: Yes, it's outstanding. <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here because, oh, my God, so much happening this week. Uh, we've got a debate on Wednesday, a Republican debate that I'm completely uninterested in. I, I just As,
3: I, I, And, God, I hope the nation is, too. I yeah. would really love to see a zero rating on this thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I know that's not going to happen but I know people just because they forgot to turn off the TV will watch, will watch this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, it's a nothing. I mean, we're again, we're talking about now seven uh, Republican candidates, of vying for second place yeah. vying vying for a distant second place right right because Republican voters have put all their eggs, all their electoral eggs in the <laughs> Donald Trump basket in the in a basket of a deplorable. That's right uh, they, 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 all their money is on that so they all go down together is what I see happening That's they right. all go down together.
2: So my involvement in that debate, my interest in that debate will be limited to telling John Fugelsang Wednesday night, hey, I'm here, I'm not watching the debate. So that's going to (laughs) be it. And then, of course, as soon as I'm done with John, that's when I switch off my brain, and that's it for the day. So watching that debate is probably... Not in the cards for me.
3: I, I don't do think so I'll so many. Seeing it. So a person, a person, you, any person could do uh, so many more productive, uh, uh, mentally healthy things than to watch that debate. That's We, true. we know they're all, they're all they're all Republicans. Mm-hmm. So we know we know what their what their philosophies are, even if we don't know what their policies are because yeah. they never actually propose any. Uh, but it's just a, why I mean, it, we're, it's a waste of time. I don't even know what a person would be tuning in for what they'd be tuning in to see what they would expect to learn that they don't already know. I had raised that question about the first debate. Yeah. We already know where these jokers stand. What are we doing here? Uh, but I, but I you know I give people a pass on the first one uh, so that they could just uh, do the looky loo thing so they could at least see for themselves. Uh, but but now, I, you know, it's it's way too early. And at the same time. It's time to move on.
2: Yeah, it's like a a paper condom. It's totally useless. There's no (laughs) point in...
3: I just compared the Republican
2: debate to a paper condom. A
3: paper condom. Boy, you don't want to get a paper cut from that.
2: (laughs) Ow! Damn it. I hate yeah. when that happens. Uh, yeah, me too. So, so, in addition to the debate on Wednesday, is the government shutdown going to be on Friday? Is that when that's going to happen? And I'm pretty you know, sure, no, probably.
3: I mean, the Republican shutdown. The I Republican think shutdown. We, yes. we should never use the word shutdown here without uh, preceding it with the word Republican. Okay, this is all. This is all their deal, Wade. This is. This is. <laughs> <laughs> nicely done. I love that. This, this is their deal. I mean, this is a Republican shutdown. This is Kevin McCarthy, and McCarthy is now painted into a corner where. Either he accepts the support of Democrats yeah. to get this done, or and, and and loses his job as a consequence, because the conservative caucus, the the clown car caucus, I believe you call it, yes. has threatened to throw him out on his ass if he if he does employ <laughs> Democrats to to uh, keep the government open. Yeah, uh, but but we we have to keep the we're talking about four million people losing their paychecks, and while some of them will get that money back later. Many of them will not. Many Mm -hmm. of the, the, the folks who need the money most will not get that missing pay made up yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, to them. And so we're, we're talking about that. We're talking about a possible cutoff in military pay. You know, all the things we've heard before, and I believe there have been something like 14 or 17 government shutdowns yeah. in in the nation's history. And uh, uh, lately, uh, certainly, they've all been Republican, uh, Republican shutdowns. And this is another one, uh, the, the irresponsibility, the failure to govern, on the Democratic side, it was interesting to read this week that that even Schumer and McConnell were talking over in the Senate about what they might do to circumvent the House to skip, you know, skip a move ahead on on uh, efforts to keep the government open. Uh, uh, you know, that's because the the House has proven it cannot govern.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. And here I thought that Kevin McCarthy was going to survive his first term and maybe not get a second term as Speaker of the House. He's not going to make it through his first term. Well, remember, (laughs) it it took 15
3: 15 votes to get him the job. Uh, It'll only take one to get rid of him.
2: But we'll see. It's just a matter of time, I think. The Republicans, as far as I'm concerned, I hope Kevin McCarthy stays in office through the remainder of his first term, only because of the Republicans in disarray meme that we can get out there. And you know. it's still
3: going to be, I mean, if, if James Comer takes over, yeah. you know I mean? I don't know. I don't know oh, who God. becomes speaking. Oh I don't my know, God. But, but see, think it, see, Bob, it can get worse. And, and and, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and I think it would. And I think, but so I think it's going to be the, the party of chaos, no uh-huh. matter who's allegedly running the house and whoever allegedly has that job really doesn't have control of the house. Uh, I don't know that the house is controllable by anyone at this yeah, point. So, yeah. so you've got guaranteed chaos. And like you, and I know what you're saying here, and I'm with you completely. And that is, uh, boy, I hope this chaos brings them down. I know.
2: And speaking of succession along these lines, yeah. uh, I, I want to talk about uh, something Michael Wolff said the other night about Fox News Channel and yeah. the Murdochs. It, you know, when we're discussing this and and who gets the next slot and could it. Be possibly worse than what we have right now. It's sort of a yeah. devil, you know, kind of situation right. where Rupert Murdoch has now stepped down. Lachlan Murdoch has taken over, but Michael Wolf, I think was on with Lawrence O'Donnell the other night. And he said something interesting regarding Lachlan Murdoch's uh, reign as chairman and CEO of News Corp and how that could possibly end. And it's very, it's a very distinct possibility that when Rupert Murdoch dies News Corp. will be handed off to not just Lachlan, but all four of Rupert Murdoch's oldest children.
3: Ooh, that might be chaos.
2: Yeah, and already...
3: David's kind of liberal, I think.
2: Yeah, I think it's James. I think it's James Murdoch. I'm sorry,
3: James, I meant to say, yeah.
2: Yeah, it could be, I'm not sure if David is or not, but I do know that James is not very happy with the direction of Fox News Channel in particular. Right, that's what I meant to say, yeah. Right, right, and Michael Wolff was telling Lawrence O'Donnell the other night that not only will Lachlan Murdoch lose control of News Corp as soon as Rupert Murdoch dies, but, but also that James wants to take over the company and turn it into a force for good. That's what that's the exact thing that Michael Wolf told Lawrence O'Donnell the other night. Kimberly and I talked about this on the after party. The problem is, if Fox News changes, where does that audience go? Where do uh, those right, viewers I mean, go? Do they go uh, to a more to to a crazier channel? I think yeah, they do. Some,
3: yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do. They already have. I mean, that's already been demonstrated to, to us in a, on a, a smaller scale. Yeah. Uh, with the the migration to Newsmax and OAM uh, when. Uh, Suddenly, Fox was backing Ron DeSantis instead of uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, you know when when that when that emotional breakup occurred. But isn't wouldn't this be? I mean, I, I'm still stuck on Fox becoming a force for good. Yeah, isn't that like the mm-hmm. Nazi Party saying, "Listen, we're no longer the bad guys. <laughs> uh, the Nazi Party is now all about charity." Is anybody going to trust that? Is anybody is anybody going to trust Fox? Can it? Is it even possible for Fox to become a force for good as long yeah. as it bears that name. And if I and I still and I, let me say this again. If I were Disney, I would have dumped this thing a long time ago. <laughs> it, it 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 it's got to be embarrassing to see uh, Fox proven to be uh, liars in court, yeah, and and then you're you're the Disney Corporation and you're promoting Fox Entertainment. Change the name of that network for crying out loud because people need to know that there's a difference in the separation between Fox Entertainment, which is owned primarily by Disney.
2: But does Disney have control over
3: Fox News Channel? No, no. Okay, no goes, that's right. that's the thing that's confusing. For okay, people, gotcha. And that's why. That's why. If I were Disney, I would I would ditch uh, the name Fox immediately uh-huh. uh, on the entertainment TV network. Yeah, I see. well okay. you know the network that carries The Simpsons should not be called Fox. Yeah, yeah. That should be called Fix or something else, and <laughs> let Fox. Let right. Fox go go down with Fox News.
2: Yeah, I, you know, but I was thinking if Fox News becomes sort of a CNN-style news network, which is entirely possible. I mean, this is very real. The only thing holding Fox News in place right now, as far as its ideological approach and the propaganda they put out there, is because of Rupert Murdoch. And you take Rupert Murdoch out of the equation, and it's very likely that it could become something else. And when that happens, that audience will obviously jump over to Newsmax or one the other copycat propaganda networks. And and then what is going to be the effect on the nation when you have a much more radical uh, style of content being thrust down the gullets of these people?
3: uh, But I think what you have to pay attention to here is the shrinkage that occurs uh, as, as this process uh, goes along. Uh Uh, It's going to be a smaller number of people. Every time it steps down in network, uh, Size—it's going to be a smaller number of people. And yeah. As I've as I've said from the beginning of the whole Trump thing, uh, uh, eventually we're going to shrink these supporters down to a very small number of people. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you go on my premise that 15 percent of the nation is insane, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to take that 36 percent or whatever that supports Trump, and we're going to shrink it back down to 15 percent. I mean, I say that because I think that's where things are ultimately headed. It'll take a while to get there, but I think we're looking at a shrinking opposition and there's uh, you know I don't know if if putting something in the closet or suppressing something is the way to deal with it but Mm. uh, we were better off when racism was uh, more suppressed when it wasn't okay to be openly racist uh, to be openly white supremacist I, I think we were better off when those folks were forced to meet quietly in a basement in small numbers. yeah, uh, to to see them come out into public and grow has been very disturbing. I think we can push them back into the basement. and that goes for neo-nazis. That goes for Trump supporters. Yeah. that goes for the people who are both. you know, uh, I, I, I honestly think. That if if Fox News were to go quote unquote legit, and I'm not saying CNN is, but if Fox <laughs> were to go legit, uh, yeah, it would force a, a lot of people over to like Newsmax and OAN and the like. But at the same time, uh, I think it would shrink the number of propaganda viewers.
2: I think sometimes we forget. I think sometimes we focus so much on Fox News channel that we forget that Fox News channel is just one chunk of that pie and there's right. so so many other uh, platforms that oh, sure. are spewing uh-huh. this awfulness into the universe. And it's one of those things that becomes so daunting when you think about it, because it is the entire AM radio dial. It is a significant portion, at least half of the podcast space. It is all of these propaganda websites and and networks and so on it's that have popped pervasive. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's pervasive,
3: but it's good that it's splintered. And as... We continue to fight and call out white Mm -hmm. supremacy, and we continue to prosecute Trumpism. Uh, As those things progress, I think we will shrink the numbers of the folks who are available for those audiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I, I just think think they're going to go back into hiding. That's what I want them to do. I want them to at least go back into hiding.
2: Right, right. Well let's get into this particular topic, uh, because this could be more legal trouble for Donald Trump. Uh-oh. Uh, Trump? Yeah, because yesterday <laughs> there was a video floating around of Donald Trump at some gun store or something. I forget exactly where it was. It was a uh, one of these places that sells outdoors equipment and, and firearms. The question is, did Trump try to buy a glock yesterday? And if so, is it illegal? And so there's a little bit of gray area here, but a, a, lot, according, a, lot a lot of gray area. We're going to discuss that in a second. But according to the Daily Beast, the disaster started when Trump's campaign spokesperson, uh, Stephen Chung, tweeted that the boss actually went through with the sale of this Glock. And the tweet said, President Trump purchases a at Glock Inc., In South Carolina, and then the video accompanying that is this guy showing Donald Trump a Glock. At one point, the idiot guy, and and maybe he's not so much of an idiot, the idiot guy (laughs) had the gun pointed at Trump for the photo op and then slightly adjusted it so it wasn't aimed at Donald Trump while they were having their photo taken.
3: And the Secret Service who were there were fine with that? Yeah, I don't know. That's
2: that's insane. I don't know what the hell was going on, but uh, Trump was handing a lot of firearms in that video, and Mm -hmm. the campaign went into damage control mode as soon as firearms journalist Stephen Gutowski and others pointed out that the entire transaction would be blatantly illegal. Chung later claimed to CNN that Trump never actually went through with the purchase and deleted his original statement. The Daily Beast could not immediately independently confirm whether Trump finalized the deal. Federal law prohibits anyone under indictment from attempting to buy a firearm. Trump has been criminally indicted four times in as many jurisdictions, Atlanta, Miami, New York, and Washington, facing dozens of felony charges that could land him in prison for decades. I want to buy one. Trump said while taking a tour of the Palmetto State Armory. Okay, so that's where he was. The Palmetto State Armory, a federally licensed gun dealer in South Carolina that's widely revered by firearms enthusiasts. So the guy uh, replied, sir, if you want one, this one's yours. And then Trump insisted, no, I want to buy one. And then they said that he bought it. The guy said, uh, Stephen Chung said he bought it. And then separately, Marjorie Taylor Greene said, oh, yeah, Donald Trump went shopping today and shared the video and showed him holding the gun and saying that he wanted to buy it. So naturally, everyone's going, well, yeah, did he really buy this gun? Because he can't believe anything Donald Trump says. And right. he's a notorious cheapskate. So he right. may not right. have bought the gun. But uh, if he had purchased that Glock, that would be an immensely serious felony. That would be yes, huge yes, amounts yes, of prison time. One, yeah,
3: not, it,
2: yeah, yeah. in addition to being the Hunter Biden uh, indictment. It's the same thing that Hunter Biden did that he's now under indictment for. So the great irony of that is not lost on anyone <laughs> at this no, point. No, no, no. So, yeah. Uh, so what do you think?
3: Well, uh, first of all, we don't know that he bought the gun, and I don't right. think that he did. First of all, not only would that be illegal for Trump, uh, but it would be illegal for the gun store owner, for the, for, what's the name yeah. of the, the company again? Palmetto they, State they, they, Armory. They, they, would, they would lose their license. They are not going to lose their license to print money that they basically have now yeah. uh, over this stunt. This was performative. Stephen Chung wanted Trump supporters to think that Trump had bought a gun. Uh, and and with it, because Stephen Chung doesn't know the intricacies of the law, uh, like uh, like someone under federal indictment is not allowed to purchase or own a gun. Uh, that that was lost on Stephen Chung, who was thinking only of Trump's supporters at that point. This was absolutely performative. Trump said he wanted to buy the gun. He didn't say I'm buying this gun. We we see no evidence whatsoever. This is being investigated. I I get amused at moments like this because. People do get worked up uh, when they when they see something like this, and I, I understand why. I get it, but uh, we don't. This this deals with facts, not in evidence, as they would say in court. Uh, they, we we don't know that he bought the gun. In fact, I can pretty much guarantee you he didn't. Uh, if he did, then that's the end of the gun store, as well as. Uh, Trump gets hauled off to prison. It is ironic that he would even joke about or indicate uh, buying a gun while under federal indictment uh, while charged with a, a federal felony, as was Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden admits that he was on drugs, that he was prohibited from buying guns and bought one anyway. Uh, and I, I don't know what happens to the gun seller in in the Hunter Biden case, mm-hmm. but uh, Hunter uh, confessed cop to what he did. Uh, but this this thing with Trump was strictly for show. This he wanted his supporters to think that he loves guns, that he's going to protect their guns because he loves guns. It was it appeared to be in the video to be like gold plated to match his toilet or something. I'm not sure. You know, <laughs>
2: yeah, there's great- one that was engraved with a picture of him on the handle.
3: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it's, it's, it's his mm-hmm. picture in the wrong part of the gun. But, um, it, you know, it just I'm, I'm not sure that this anything like this happened. And if it did, uh, that's the end of the gun store as well as the end of Trump. And yeah, uh, it's being investigated, but I don't think anything will will come of this. It is it is. It is performative. It was just for show.
2: But there's another twist to it that Andrew Weissman was talking about on MSNBC last night. And he said that you didn't need to buy the gun. All he had to do was to receive the gun After it it had been shipped over state lines, if it had been delivered to Palmetto State Armory in an interstate way, like if it came from another state into that state, into South Carolina, and then for Trump to actually receive the gun and attempt to buy it, that could also be a felony, though uh, it's unclear how that lands. I mean, I guess you would have to determine some sort of motive.
3: I don't think there's any evidence that Trump attempted to buy the gun. And although I don't dispute anything Andrew Weissman says, I don't believe you could convince a jury that Trump received the gun. He was shown the gun. He may have held the gun, but he didn't receive it per se. It wasn't it didn't fall into his possession. Uh, I mean, or, or if it did, I'm not sure a jury would. Would find that to be enough to convict him yeah. uh, for that. I, I, I just I don't know. It is. It's an extremely gray area, and uh, we're kind of speculating over something we don't. We don't even know if it happened. Well,
2: honestly, yeah. my whole thing on this is yeah. I never give Donald Trump the benefit of the doubt, and that goes to the people who surround him as well, and certainly sure. Marjorie Taylor Greene. So my assumption is still that he bought the gun. Until it is determined through, a guilty, uh, yeah, proven
3: innocent, <laughs> I, I want to
2: see more evidence that he. I know it's weird to try to find evidence that someone didn't do something, but right. I want to make absolutely certain that he didn't buy the gun before I say gun. he didn't buy the
3: gun. Well, because, when yeah. did he last pay for anything? And I, yeah. I you know, if there were if. <laughs> There's paperwork involved in all of this. And, uh, uh, you know, it'll be quickly determined if the gunshot broke the law by selling the gun, uh, whether Trump broke the law by receiving or not receiving the gun. Uh, We're we're so far out there. Again, this was... This this accomplished what it was supposed <laughs> to accomplish. It got us talking about the gun.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, instead uh, of instead of autocracy, it's it's another distraction. He delights in this kind of stuff. He loves to make people talk, and he knew that flipping a gun around would do it. It's this is this is like the truly. i sitting in the in the semi trailer uh, truck, uh, you know, pulling the horn. Yeah, uh, that's that's this is the gun equivalent of that.
2: Oh well, I mean, if it comes to something that Donald Trump could end up going to prison for. I'm all over that. I mean, yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to back and away. Oh, I don't want to
3: like, talk about him going to prison. <laughs> parking violations, whatever it takes. Yeah,
2: whatever yeah. it takes. Purchasing a Glock on video, <laughs> saying that he's going to do it twice, by the way, and yeah. then his assistant if, if confirming it, on- it, Marjorie Taylor Greene confirming it. Yeah.
3: If, if this were serious, he wouldn't have done it on video. Yeah. Because it was on video, that's the proof that it was nothing but performative.
2: Yeah, that's uh, maybe true. Uh, and also, you don't have to be aware of the law in order to successfully break the law. I mean, true. Don- true. Donald Trump, and I'm pretty sure Donald Trump didn't know that he's not yeah. allowed to buy a gun while he's under felony indictment. And that if he did, say, that it would be, yeah, it would be a big deal. I mean, he, I think the sentencing would be greater for that particular crime than it is for all of the other individual crimes that he faces. Yeah. So maybe not combined, but individual ones.
3: Let us not forget the the penalties, legal and practical, for the gun seller in that situation. This is a a lucrative livelihood you don't want to lose. You're not going to risk it. I don't care what your politics are. You're not going to lose your gun store over a a 20-second video with Trump. Well, the
2: other thing that Weissman was saying on MSNBC last night was that this is a Donald Trump who's pushing the boundaries of what he can get away with, perhaps deliberately. think it's delivered yeah when it comes to some of the things he's been putting on Troth central whether it's some of the things that he's been saying in his rallies he's pushing buttons right now to see what he can get away with and this may have been part of that ultimately if there is no felony charges here and it's doubtful that there would be even though i think that he probably bought the gun i don't know. i'm assuming that he did (laughs) no benefit of the doubt for that guy but it, it doesn't look good when he's asking for other things from the judges. Like when he's <laughs> trying to figure out uh, how to wiggle out of legal jeopardy with these judges where there are other hearings involving, uh, whether it's conflict of interest or Donald Trump uh, you know, going after witnesses, going after Jack Smith himself, these are all matters before the court. And you combine that with the fact that there's Donald Trump at the Palmetto State Armory Handling glocks and saying that he's going to purchase one in violation of federal law. I don't know how much leeway someone like Judge Chutkin is going to give him when well, it comes to these matters before these motions before the court. Unless so a
3: specific complaint regarding yeah. a gun were to land in front of her. I don't know that she would see this as any relevance yeah. to the case what does have relevance is his continued violation of the order that he not disparage the judge and and that sort of thing so yeah, yeah. uh yeah I, I i you know yeah i think uh, chutkin uh, still has plenty of opportunity and plenty of ways to go after Donald Trump for his transgressions. Yep. But, uh, but I don't think the gun will be part of that.
2: Well, still to come on today's podcast, um, I've started to group a bunch of these stories related to fascism under a uh-huh. single heading called Fascism uh-huh. Files. That Right. Uh, that's not permanent. I'll come up with something more creative at some point down the road. No, no, but no. for Seems now, <laughs> we're calling them Fascism Files. Bunch of stories here. Uh, Trump threatening to prosecute NBC. The Mark Milley thing. We're going to get into all of that here in yeah. just a a second plus a story about uh a mom who has been sentenced to prison for giving her daughter abortion pills we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. too plus we have a top five list today don't we gotta, yes
3: I, I guess we do don't you, we?
2: you brought presents today huh <laughs> I,
3: I did i did i'm here and i brought gifts
2: excellent okay uh we're gonna take a quick break come back with uh buzz's top five list right after these words
1: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours, One bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best...
0: Oh, yeah,
2: it's one of my favorites. This is uh, Vixen Noir. Nice. And a track called Passion. We played this one before. Yes. Link in the description, of course. Go to bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 92623. 23 Click on that link. Then scroll on down. And you'll find links to support all of the indie musicians on the show, including the great Vixen Noir. Yeah. Okay, so we got a top five list. Yay! How about
3: yes, that? we do, Bob. Uh, as, as we discussed last week, uh, Trump would often write to-do lists for his secretary on the backs of classified documents. Yeah. So, uh, with that in mind, here are... The top five typical items on a Trump secretary's to-do list. Okay. Number five, check supply of Diet Coke. (laughs) Number four, think of something better than De Sanctimonious. (laughs) Number three, pick up gold-plated golf clubs. (laughs) Number two, polish his balls. (laughs) And the number one item on a typical Trump secretary's to-do list... You don't know anything about the boxes. Oh, man, I
0: love
3: that.
2: (laughs) think of something better than de-sanctimonious. That was my favorite one on the list. Yeah.
3: Things for a secretary to do. Now we know what he wrote on the back of those classified cards.
2: That's right. Okay. Well, that was outstanding. Thank you so much, my friend. Um and so we go right from a top 5 list to the Fascism Files. We go Sure. Right from fun to I, scary.
3: Oh, I, I think it, I think it's a good name. I think it's important and I'm glad we're lumping these things together because they are All part of the same picture. First of
2: all, Donald Trump doesn't want people to vote. I think this is the first big indicator that fascism is right around the corner if Donald Trump wins. And you know what? I just want to say a brief thing about something that Kimberly and I were talking about on The After Party. And Mm -hmm. I also had mentioned it when I was talking with the great Tim Russ last week on the Wednesday interview show. Oh, that was great. Tuvok from a show that we can't mention yet because the actors are still on strike, but you know the ones. And what I said on that show and what I said on the after party was uh, something that I've said many times before, which is that uh, we should (laughs) make politics boring again. And I don't literally mean boring, 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 because that would be suicide,
3: right? (laughs) We want people to be engaged. We want people to be informed about their government and engaged in the process. It is supposed to be a government by the people.
2: Yes, exactly. What I mean by make politics boring again is let us get to a place with politics where it is still exciting. But when there isn't this existential crisis happening with every election, where at every election, we could end up abandoning democracy for fascism. That's what I'm talking about. The, the stakes of our elections right now, the stakes of our politics are untenable. We cannot the, continue to exist like this.
3: And the fear of this is in our faces every yeah. single day. Yeah. So yeah. not only is fascism a threat now at every modern election, mm-hmm. but it's, it's something we have to worry about every single day.
2: Right, right. It's that constant feeling that I said during the entire four years of the Trump administration, <laughs> yeah. that leaning feeling back. of leaning too far back in your chair and catching yourself at the last second before you fall over backwards. Right. The Stephen Wright joke. I feel like that all the time. And so that's what I mean. It's to not feel like that every time we read the news or every time we go to the polls to wonder, oh God, if one percentage point goes the wrong way, we're totally screwed by democracy. That's what I mean. we got to get to a place where that's no longer a thing. Okay. Yes, please. That being said, here's what Donald Trump trothed the other day regarding this great new law in Pennsylvania, which would be an automatic voter registration statute. He's,
3: he's terrified of this. Yes. He's, you, he's, he, he, there's genuine fear in Donald Trump uh, but the concept of people being easier for people to vote.
2: So uh, he wrote here, Pennsylvania is at it again. The <laughs> radical left governor, Josh Shapiro, has just announced a switch to automatic voter registration. A disaster for the election of Republicans, including your favorite president, me. No! He goes on to say, this is a totally unconstitutional act. It must be met harshly by Republican leadership in Washington, Pennsylvania. Likewise, the RNC and Ronald McDaniel must spend their time working on this. I don't know what he expects they're going to do, but okay. <laughs> Instead of meaningless debates where I am up by more than 50 points, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, and others are far more important than ieda uh i'm not sure who he's talking about there sloppy chris lion mike pence Bird Brain haley ron dead campaign desanctimonious see he did come up with something different he, he, oh, he came did. up with yeah. dead campaign ron dead campaign <laughs> that's stupid yeah. And others, he said. So, uh, start He's still working on it. Yeah, yeah. Start suing now. Get the right lawyers this time. The Pennsylvania Republican Party must likewise not let this happen. It will be a disaster for our nation, which is being destroyed by these lunatics, Marxists, fascists. <laughs> He's just throwing out words. Words. Poopy, yeah. poopy heads. He threw in there. Yes. He should. Yeah. Duty heads. Uh whose only real ability is to cheat on elections, make America great again, go fuck yourself. So the thing that we obviously have to focus in on here is where he says it outright. He says this is a disaster for the election of Republicans, meaning that if more people vote in Pennsylvania, Republicans will lose elections. Talk about putting party over nation, party over democracy, fascism, autocracy. Over
3: democracy. It it, it reveals a truth that all of us must keep in mind at all times. We need to repeat this over and over uh, to ourselves so that we we never forget it. And that is that if, if in a fair election... If Republicans were to face a vote on their policies, they would and, and their philosophies, they would lose every single time. Yeah. The only way he's accusing Democrats of cheating because that's what Republicans do. Yes. They are the ones who have gerrymandered the most. They are the ones who've made it most difficult. They, mm-hmm. they are the ones who put up the most barriers to just plain folks casting their votes. They are the ones who's, who've made it. And they know that the more people vote, the, and I mean that in numbers, the more individuals who cast votes, uh, the more they will lose. Yep. So the last thing they want is for Americans to vote. And if that isn't, I mean, the voting is of course the heart of democracy. Yep. Without, without free and fair elections, without accurate elections, Uh, based on the issues and not the the gerrymandering of, of, of districts and the gerrymandering of rules. Uh, without without that monkey business, uh, the Republicans would lose every time. Yes, and uh, this is and and Trump is saying that part out loud. Now we each of us must always remember that if 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 on their policies alone, Republicans would lose every time. And here it is. Here's Trump saying it out loud. Yep,
2: Republicans are anti-democracy because that's absolutely true. We can go back all the way to that Paul Weirick clip that Tom Hartman has made famous where he's talking about, this is back uh, around 1980, where he says, point blank, the more people vote, the more Republicans end up losing. So we don't don't want the most number of people to vote. We don't want American citizens to participate in democracy because democracy damages Republicans at the ballot box. That is a clear and unequivocal indication, now confirmed by the leader of the Republican Party, Donald Trump, that the Republican Republicans are opposed to democracy in the United States. What more evidence do we need that the goal of this party is to shut the door behind them as they take power and never leave office ever again?
3: What's changed, I think, is Americans used to pretty universally believe that everyone should vote and that everyone has the right to vote. What has happened in recent years is Republicans have come to believe that, well, yeah, everybody should vote except for Democrats because they're Marxists. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, uh, So Democrats must not be allowed to vote. And yeah, yeah. Uh, preferably it would be better if they were dead. Yeah, uh, yeah. that That's what we're getting from Republicans now. It used to be that even Republicans thought everybody should vote. Now Republicans think Democrats, black people, women, gays, mm-hmm. immigrants should not vote. Uh, now they want to and 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 historically we've seen uh, blacks paying having to pay poll taxes uh, women having to pay poll taxes just to vote these are obstacles that were put Mm -hmm. up at various points in our history to keep people from voting there have apparently uh, been consistent efforts to keep people from voting it's become uh, the theme of the republican party in recent decades Uh, i i i put all of it i put the beginning of the end always with newt gingrich (laughs) for me, it always goes back to him. Excuse me. It always goes back to him.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing I'm looking forward to is Trump losing the right to vote. And it's entirely possible that we'll get to November of 2024 and Donald Trump won't be allowed to vote for himself or anyone else for that matter because he will Um. be a convicted felon.
3: I do believe that I do believe that convicted felons should be allowed to vote. I, th- I think everybody should be allowed to vote. Sure, uh, even even Donald Trump. But yes, there would be sweet uh, Schadenfreude justice in in him being denied it. Yeah, uh, since he tried to deny it. Uh, for so many other people.
2: I think if you've completed your sentence, you should be allowed to vote. Yes. Yeah, no,
3: I I agree. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
3: So anyway, uh, I love that we're sitting here talking
2: about Donald Trump's prison sentence, and there will be a prison sentence. Whether that's going to involve prison or not, it's not for me to decide. I would say Yes. Uh, But a judge is going to have to figure that out themselves. But the fact is that we can talk about Donald Trump's prison sentence.
3: I I, I think he's genuinely afraid of it. And the the more you see him flail and the more loudly you hear him flail, Uh uh, the more certain it is he's going to jail. That almost rhymes. I'll work on that.
2: (laughs) Well, if he has anything to do with it, one of the things he's going to attack when he becomes president again is the free press clause of the First Amendment.
3: And we've known that, but yeah.
2: Yeah, he trothed the other day about NBC News. He said, they are almost all dishonest and corrupt, but Comcast, with its one side and vicious coverage, everything's so vicious, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Uh, By NBC News, and in particular, MSNBC, often and correctly referred to as MSDNC, Democrat National Committee. It's Democratic National Committee, but... I love how he's got to go into these rabbit holes. Of yeah, he won't.
3: He won't pass up any chance to troll.
2: <laughs> to throw in something that completely breaks right. up the point that he's trying to make. Right. MSNBC should be investigated for its country-threatening treason.
3: Any, p- it's a new crime. Yeah. But- <laughs> It's under right. C. It's listed under C as country-threatening treason. Country-threatening right. treason. Regular treason, eh, sometimes okay. Yeah. Country-threatening treason, that's a whole different classic crime. <laughs> that's right.
2: But it's actually filed under K for country.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Misspelled.
2: spelled. Yeah. Uh, their endless coverage of the now fully debunked scam known as Russia, 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 which he always has to do, which, by the way, right. I don't think he understands what that's Still, referencing. We
3: agree on that,
2: yeah. I don't think he's ever seen an episode of the Brady Bunch or even There's told no about idea. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And much else is one big campaign contribution to the radical left Democrat Party. I say up front openly and proudly that when I win, in all caps, the presidency of the United States... They and others of the lamestream media, thank you very much, Sarah Palin, right, will be <laughs> thoroughly scrutinized for their knowingly dishonest and corrupt coverage of people, things, and events. Why should NBC or any other of the corrupt and dishonest media companies be entitled to use the very valuable airwaves of the USA free? By the way, MSNBC isn't broadcast over the airwaves. I'm just saying it's all Internet Uh, used to be cable. Now it's Internet. They are a true threat to democracy. No, I would say the people who don't want you to vote are a true threat to democracy. Yes, Are, in fact, the enemy of the people. The fake news media should pay a big price for what they have done to our once great country. And there it is. So this goes to something that I've been saying for a while now, Buzz, which is that Mm. kissing up to Donald Trump and normalizing him is not going to win you any points. This is the thanks that NBC gets after Kristen Welker right. does that interview.
3: It, it was, what, a week or two right. weeks ago that we were talking about uh, the uh, prominent political reporters from yeah. uh, the Washington Post, the New York Times, ABC, NBC, CBS, all the biggies mm-hmm. uh, going to dinner at a steakhouse in Milwaukee with uh, three of Trump's thugs uh, mm-hmm. to be given uh, little trinkets like the pudding cup for Ron DeSantis and the DeSantis bingo card and all that. They had a lovely evening of steak and laughter yeah. uh, all together. And then uh, went back to being independent journalists. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so w- here we are, pissed off at them for being whores. And 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 now and now and now. And now Trump is, is angry at them also. Uh, is, is, does NBC consider this winning? Is this how is this how you win? <laughs> that's right. But you're, you're, you're right. They're hoping—we yeah. talked about this before. They're, they're doing it because they want to win back whatever audience they can that they know they've lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and that's, as I said before, that's not going to succeed. But they'd like to win some of the red hats back. That's part of what they're doing. Yeah. They want to win favor and access uh, to Republicans and with Republicans and Trump uh, for the coming years— and most of all, they want to be spared his wrath when he's elected emperor. Yes, uh, and and that's not going to happen either. And there's your proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is what you get NBC. This is what Bob was just saying. This is what you get NBC for kowtowing to him this is the mercy he's showing you he's going to destroy you yes and there are uh, trump supporters who uh, want to kill you mm-hmm. and all they need to hear are the right words and enough words from him and they will kill you they yeah. will imprison you they will encamp you uh all of journalism all of free speech is threatened Uh, when the emperor doesn't like what he's hearing.
2: Uh, Whether Donald Trump does it, because I don't think Donald Trump's going to win. But if he no. does, uh, there's that threat plus the added extra threat of assassination. Because he spends every rally pointing out the press pool in the back. He right. has been referring to the press as the enemies of the people for some time now. At some he wanted point, the metal. De- yeah, yeah, and he
3: wanted the metal detectors turned off at J six so the folks with guns yeah. could get in. If those folks have guns and they turn around and sh- and and open fire on the media. I wouldn't be a bit surprised, and it only takes the right word or words from him to make that happen.
2: That's right. And you would have to, I think, categorize people like Mark Milley in that same category of people who maybe need to think about some form of protection. Oh, yeah. uh, and we're going to talk about Cassidy Hutchinson here in a little bit, and she's already been in that place. Uh, but Mark Milley, the next person in the fascism files to be attacked by Donald Trump f- with the threat of execution. Donald Trump said uh, on Truth Central, Mark Milley, who led perhaps the most embarrassing moment in American history with his grossly incompetent implementation of the withdrawal from Afghanistan, costing many lives, leaving behind hundreds of American citizens and handing over billions of dollars of the finest military equipment ever made. That's false. will be leaving the military next week. This will be a time for all citizens of the USA to celebrate. This guy turned out to be a woke train wreck who... And by the way, woke, that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the banner. Anyone seen as woke is going to be eliminated or threatened with elimination, just to be clear about that. So you, yeah. you label Mark Milley with the word woke, and that puts him on a list, uh, many lists, perhaps. Yeah. And so he's a woke train wreck, if the Fox News reporting is correct, was actually dealing with China to give them a heads-up on the thinking of the President of the United States. This is an act so egregious that in times gone by, the punishment would have been death, he says in all caps.
3: And, and it never happened anyway. Yeah. And and remember, Millie also marched across the street to that church during the demonst- right. demonstrations. Helped him uh, so, out. Yeah, Millie has... Millie's pissed off both sides, as it were, but I think in the end, uh, Millie tried to do the right things. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it just it, it screams out kangaroo courts. It sure. screams out political Executions. prosecutions. Yeah, exactly.
3: Talking about execution, I mean... This is scary stuff. This is the fascism that that got these items into yeah. today's fascism file. The threats against the media, the 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 threat, even if it's offhanded, uh, at at executing uh, the former uh, White House chief of staff. Uh, I'm sorry, not the White House chief of uh, staff, the uh, joint uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Yes, of staff, yes, yes. Uh, to to make that to make that kind of threat against an individual. Uh, who earned uh, that through d- distinguished service.
2: Right. Uh, and then meantime, Paul Gosar published a shockingly violent and homophobic tirade against Mark Milley, suggesting the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff be put to death. Mm-hmm. So the Trump cosplayers, this time Paul Gosar, joining in the, uh, the, the calls for summary execution of the uh, chairman of the Joint
3: Chiefs of Staff. That's an so amazing that's, yeah. thing. This is, remember yeah, the Republican Congress and yeah. a former president calling for the execution of the uh, former chairman.
2: Yeah, the amazing thing about this is the gigantic contradiction of it all, which is that the Republicans like to brand themselves as the party of the military and they right. want to execute the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff.
3: Right, right. They, they, uh, the, the party of law enforcement wants to defund yeah. the FBI. Right. Uh, this, is, this is who they are. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I guess I hope they keep doing that uh, so that people will perhaps eventually see through it. Right. I don't know. You know I don't know.
2: Uh, meantime, uh, this story is pretty shocking. Uh, we talked about this, uh, I think, on Friday's After Party. A mom has been sentenced to two years in prison for giving her daughter abortion pills. Jessica Mm -hmm. Burgess, a Nebraska mother accused of helping her teenage daughter uh, use pills to end her pregnancy, was sentenced on Friday to two years in prison. Uh, Burgess and her daughter, Celeste Burgess, stand accused of working together to end Celeste Burgess's pregnancy in April 2022. So uh, police say that the Burgesses buried the fetal remains, et cetera. Je- there was a stillbirth because, of course, you, that's what happens when you give a, a pregnant person uh, right. these abortion pills. That's what, that's right. what goes on. That's how, what do you think the, happens to the thing? What happens right. to the fetus? Of course it does. Uh, Jessica Burgess pleaded guilty in July to charges of false reporting, providing an abortion after 20 weeks of gestation and concealing, removing or abandoning a dead human body. These are your personhood amendments, your personhood laws being implemented, your anti-woman laws, your anti-choice laws. Now they're arresting moms for helping their daughters.
3: I, I'm almost glad this happened because I don't think it'll hold up in court. I mean, I, this will be, I think, a good test of this law.
2: Yeah, well, I, she, she was sentenced already.
3: No, well, I know, but that could be appealed. Oh, okay, I, I see. Let's, let's see. Let's see where the appeal goes here.
2: Okay, all I mean, right. But it is,
3: it is absolutely part of this uh, fascism movement. Yeah. Absolutely qualifies to be in the file.
2: Jessica Burgess was set to undergo a court-ordered psychological evaluation ahead of her sentencing, but the evaluation was canceled due to lack of funding. <laughs> <laughs> God, my God. Nebraska now bans almost all abortions past 12 weeks of pregnancy.
3: Uh, What I what I gather from this is, you know, recently we talked about the climate change is no longer a thing that's coming. Climate change is a thing that is now here. Yes. Well, hello, fascism. Right. Because fascism is still coming, but it's also here. Yes. It's 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 already arrived and it's arrived in in this form. These these are the ways it's creeping in, whether it's voter suppression uh, or uh, threats uh, or guns or, uh, you know, the the suppression of women's rights Mm -hmm. uh, and health care, these are all the tentacles of fascism that are already taking hold today now as we speak uh, and uh, must be stopped and reversed.
2: Yeah, I mean, to be entirely clear, as you're saying, there are areas of fascism in this country, for sure, entire states in some cases— Uh, There are disadvantaged groups in this country who have for decades been living under some form of fascism, whether it's localized, decentralized or what have you. It still exists. The problem is that once we get. A would-be Donald Trump presidency and this party takes control of the federal government, we're talking about nationalized fascism. We're talking about something that covers the entire nation, irrespective of whether you live in a red area or or a blue area, a red Mm -hmm. state or a blue state. It becomes we all fall under that umbrella, and that's the disaster we're uh, warning about right now. And I hope some people start to take it seriously. I hope enough people start to take it seriously that we can push back and and win this. And right now I'm feeling pretty confident that we can do that in spite of these uh, ridiculous poll numbers that are out. I just wanted to add here at the end uh, of this segment before we take a break that this uh, obviously everyone's been talking about this, this ABC news, Washington post poll, massive blunder. I, I don't, if you're ABC news, the Washington post, I don't know how you even release this publicly. It's so stupid showing Donald Trump up by 10 points nationally. Absolutely ridiculous. In fact, Larry Sabato, Buzz, said uh, this on Twitter uh, the other day. Ignore the Washington Post-ABC poll. It's a ridiculous outlier. Trump up 10 over Biden. Laughable. My question... How could you even publish a poll so exactly. absurd on its face? Will be a lingering embarrassment for you. And he's referring to the Washington Post and ABC. I,
3: yeah, I yeah I I responded to the Post. Uh, they you know they have they allow for comments uh, under their stories. <laughs> yeah, and 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 I said. You yourself admitted in the opening paragraph that this poll is an outlier, and mm-hmm. yet you not only publish it, you do so with a big headline and make it the top story in your morning newsletter. Yeah. If it's an outlier, why are you doing this? Stop it. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's what that's what I wrote to the the Washington Post about this. It, it is, and I think it was. I, I hope I'm crediting the right person here. I think it was John Fugel saying who who tweeted that. Uh, Trump is up on Biden by ten points among white people who answer their phones during the dinner hour. <laughs> 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 yeah, I saw and that. It, That's perfect. And if it wasn't, it was it was fugal Somebody I don't know. Whoever, yeah. uh, much, much credit and love to whoever it was.
2: Also, bear in mind the possibility of Operation Chaos when pollsters call people and they actually answer <laughs> yeah. their phones. Operation Chaos refers to something that Rush Limbaugh tried to do, I believe it was in 2008, to get mm. a bunch of Republicans to vote in the open primaries against Hillary Clinton or right. I think it was either for Hillary Clinton or against Hillary Clinton to throw the Democratic primary in 2008 into total chaos. Right. And so that was his plan, okay? If you've got an open primary your state and you can vote in either the Democratic primary or the Republican Party irrespective of your party registration go do that go vote for this person so there's more chaos in the Democratic primary and so I think that may apply to people answering polls there may be a thing with Republicans deliberately telling pollsters that they're Democrats and then saying you know what I like RFK jr. Or I'm a Democrat and I like Donald Trump for president in 2024, thus completely skewing the poll. So the pollster were like, OK, well, we've got a valid poll respondent here. But the poll respondent uh, respondent is giving false information to the pollster. So that could be one of the reasons why the polls are so screwy these days. Yeah,
3: and uh, there are lots of reasons I think the polls are screwy. But if you know your poll is an outlier, then don't print it in the newspaper or on on your web page, as the case may be. Right, right. Uh, But there's there's reason for hope— and and you know we talk about uh, the the threat of fascism and trying to sell that idea to the public i still contend that the other thing we need to do and i think uh, the biden campaign is doing this correctly and that's emphasizing the positive yeah uh, and and by doing the positive uh, you and i were just texting each other the other day about how uh, you you had texted that uh, biden was uh, taking medical bills uh, out of the equation uh, on people's credit scores. That, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 health care bills could no longer destroy. A family's credit or person's credit, right? And and I, I texted back, and, and not only that, he's on the picket line today with the United Auto Workers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's a there's a lot of positive campaigning to be done as well. Yes, and the fact that the fact that uh, Biden's helping families by eliminating medical debt as a detriment to your credit score and and supporting labor. Uh, through uh, joining the the UAW picket line, uh, there's a lot of uh, positive to campaign on, and, and and that's something the Republicans just don't have. Nope. they don't have they don't have positive to campaign on. Nope. they haven't done crap.
2: That's right. And in fact, uh, before we take a break, here's a clip of Joe Biden directly addressing the age issue. I thought this was great.
4: Oh, good. They may good. have noticed a lot of people are focused on my age. Well, I get it. Believe me, I know better than anyone. But there's something else I know. When I came to office, this nation was flat on its back. I knew what to do. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. When Russia invaded Ukraine, I knew what to do. I rebuilt NATO and brought our alliance to rally the world. And above all, when democracy was sake, I knew what to do. But you know what? I wish I could say the threat to our democracy has ended with our victory in 2020, but it didn't. Our democracy is still at stake, don't kid yourself. So we have more work to do, you and I, because our most important freedoms the right to choose, the right to vote, the right to be who you are, love who you love these basic rights are being attacked, they're being shredded. Because our children should have the right to go to school without fear of being gunned down with a weapon of war. Because the people banning books. Did you ever think we'd be banning books in America?
2: The answer is no. I didn't. No. No. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Yeah. Wow.
3: Excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He sounds demented to me.
4: (laughs) That's right.
2: Yeah, you know, wrong with he, sounds great. And when he gets loud and forceful like that, you know, he can really uh, uh, stir up a room. And that's for sure. Sound like a don't, pretty big
3: crowd. Don't too. don't make grandpa mad. <laughs> that's
2: right. OK, on that note, let's take a last break and come back. Talk about Cassidy Hutchinson's new
0: book right after these words. OK, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. This
2: is Brad Brooks and a song called Why Do You Hurt. I think this is one of his latest singles here. Yep. Link in the description, of course, at bobseska.com. Find this episode dated 926 23 and uh, click that link and you'll find all the links for the independent bands on the show. Love doing this. One of my favorite parts of doing this show. It's this great music. Okay, um, so David Brooks apologized for that stupid, <laughs> stupid tweet about his meal at the restaurant, but you know what? He apologized for the wrong goddamn thing.
3: Oh, sure, because he's an idiot. Yeah,
2: he is. He's a colossal idiot who somehow still gets a paycheck from the New York Times. I don't well, understand how that
3: If works. you use, If you write a lot of words and use big words, you can be as much of an idiot as you want <laughs> that's to be right. in the New York Times.
2: Exactly. If you're a relentless both-sideser, like David Brooks is, then of course they're going to keep paying you. Yeah, yeah. So let's find the part where he went horribly awry with this apology, where he apologized for the wrong goddamn thing. Here's David Brooks yesterday morning.
3: David, before we go, I want to ask you about this uh, (laughs) uh, tweet that you put out this week, where (laughs) and we can put this up on screen. um, You posted this tweet that showed... Uh, dinner that you were having at an airport, and that it cost
0: $78, and you yep. wrote, "This is why the American people think the economy is terrible." You got roughed up a little bit online about a little this, bit. but I'm just curious more about what 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 you were trying to convey
3: with that. Yeah, well, first it was it started out hatched in my mind as a, as a joke uh-huh. if you looked at what I was eating, it was bourbon and a very fattening hamburger right. and fries. So it's delicious like a, dinner. I, I can't afford to make bad lifestyle choices, uh, but <laughs> uh, but the problem with the tweet which I wrote so stupidly.
2: Okay, so what, the joke mm-hmm. was that he was eating an unhealthy meal? Is I, that, I, I, I don't, know. don't
3: he's, know. He's just trying to wriggle out of this. Yes. Was that it made it seem like I was oblivious to something that is blindingly obvious, that an upper middle class journalist having a bourbon at an airport is a lot different than a family living paycheck to paycheck. And when I'm getting sticker shock, it's like an, it's like an inconvenience. When they're getting sticker shock, it's a disaster. And so I was insensitive. I screwed up. I should not have written that tweet. I should, probably should not write any tweets. But um, oh, uh, that's I advice it. we should all. You yeah, shouldn't or, write or any any, any or, tweets or any columns or any words. <laughs> so we better stop.
2: Well, he got this one completely wrong. I'm going to stop right here and just uh, throw the flag, throw the yellow flag onto the ground, and say, Yeah, no, no. The problem with that tweet was not that he offended people who are struggling paycheck to paycheck. That's not why people were offended and pissed off about that tweet. The reason why that tweet sucked is because it obviously tried to convey something that wasn't actually true.
3: Right. I mean, it was all booze anyway. Yeah, um, like yeah. this was some
2: sort of effect of inflation driving up right. prices of his no. hamburger no. and his whiskey. No,
3: that's, that's the effect of him uh, unable to say no to liquor.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So this had nothing to do with inflation, and yet he was framing it as being, oh, well, oh, my God, look at this out of control inflation.
3: It was insensitive to the people. You know, for him, he's right about this. For him, it's an inconvenience uh, to to have to shell out that money, uh, that much money at once. For somebody else, it's a deal breaker for the month. Yeah. Uh, You know, and so that part's true. But what isn't true is the price of his bill had nothing to do with inflation and everything to do with his alcohol consumption. Right.
2: Which is the centerpiece of what everyone was freaking out about. And I guess he didn't read the remarks under them. I guess he just knew that, oh, shit, I'm getting dragged for this. (laughs) I'm getting destroyed for this thing. And uh, so obviously he took away the wrong thing and then apologized for the wrong thing. Right. I don't think there was any like, uh, you know, wrong someone thing. started
3: with the wrong thing. Exactly. Wrong words. Yes. I,
2: I didn't see anyone in the replies going, hey, you know what? I'm struggling from paycheck to paycheck. Screw you for having the the ability to afford a $78 dinner.
3: No, no that's not. <laughs> that's not what people were pissed off about. People who are struggling. Don't have time to doom scroll Twitter.
2: That's right. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, way to completely miss the whole thing, David Brooks. Okay, so uh, someone who is not an idiot, Cassidy Hutchinson. I'm sure you saw her on uh, Rachel Maddow last night.
3: Well, you know, we have a tendency in this country to make people heroes or villains and not realize that they can be a little bit of both. Again, like so many others from Trump world, let us please not lose sight of the fact that for the longest time, Cassidy Hutchinson was all in. Yes. And that, and that she still declares herself a Republican. Yeah. So, I, I, oh, my gosh, we're so grateful to her, genuinely grateful to her for doing the right thing now, as mm. we are uh, for others who've... Decided to change direction and do the right thing. Yeah, but but uh, people are neither angels nor devils. They are some combination of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the exception of Trump, who's probably all devil.
2: Well, she has done her patriotic duty times she a has. thousand. She has she obviously has now. been yeah. in hiding to a degree because of uh, threats against her life. Yeah, like, that uh, certainly stirs up my empathy for Cassidy Hutchinson, irrespective of who she worked for for those many years. But, and we also talked about the foppish bronzer story on Thursday with David and Jody about how why Donald Trump didn't want to wear a mask is because he didn't want to mess up his foppish. Skin makeup on his face. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the Rudy sexual assault story also on Thursday. There's some additional revelations here that have come out since then. I think the biggest one is uh, she's got Trump quoted in quotes as saying, I don't want people to know we lost Mark, referring to Mm -hmm. Mark Meadows. Right. This is embarrassing. Figure it out. So this statement, if true, I don't want people to know that we lost. Mark could be the centerpiece of his the prosecution uh, when it comes to the Washington case. Yeah,
3: in the yeah in the J six case that yeah. um, uh, Smith is pursuing, that Jack Smith is pursuing. Yeah, uh, Cassidy uh, has become a key witness here. Yeah, Cassidy Hutchinson may be witness number one for this uh for what for the quote that she brought forward here and so much e- other evidence we're just now finding out that uh, what mm-hmm. a key witness cassidy hutchinson yeah, is yeah. she we kind of you know, our attention span moves on. We were all struck by her testimony before the J. Six Committee uh, at the end of last year, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, a lot of crap has happened since then, and, and a lot of that has faded from our memory. And during that time, not only has she been uh, maybe in hiding for safety, I you know honestly, I think the bulk of the time that uh, in between her testimony and today has been spent writing this book. Yes, okay, that's 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 number one. That's the mm-hmm. number one reason we haven't. Heard from her the number two reason we haven't heard from her uh is, is perhaps her security uh, yeah keep keeping her out of the public eye to keep her safe but a close third or maybe tied with second is the time she spent talking to jack smith and his prosecutors mm-hmm. and the, she's been interviewed by the prosecutors in georgia as well cassidy smith is a key 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 witness in this case and we're just now being reminded or just now getting a clear picture that that is the case that she's she's she may be the the thing that she may be his undoing.
2: Yeah, absolutely because you've got someone who is on the inside. There was at one mm-hmm. point where uh while the insurrection was taking place, she heard through the door the president in the room Saying the word hang repeatedly uh-huh. Uh-huh. right before he tweeted about how Mike Pence failed to do his duty.
1: Right
2: now, whether yeah. she has more evidence for that or there are other witnesses who heard that, that remains a question mark. Uh, I hadn't heard this story through the process of the January 6th uh, committee hearings and so forth. Right. I don't remember her relating no. this story, no, I could no be sure. wrong on that, I, but no, I don't. No, sure.
3: Not publicly, no. Yeah, yeah.
2: But in, in the meantime, she also depicted major Republican figures, including uh, Kevin McCarthy, stating clearly behind the scenes what they refrained from telling the American people that Joe Biden won the presidential election and Donald Trump lost. Mm-hmm,
3: that's huge.
2: Uh, she also. He knew. Yeah, she's also got Mark Meadows telling her, I mean, this is something that uh, she's quoted Mark Meadows about, and this Uh is something Mark Meadows said directly to Cassidy Hutchinson. He said, we killed Herman Cain. About that rally, I believe it was in Arizona and COVID, yeah, COVID, where just it was still at the height of COVID, and uh, that's when Herman Cain died of the COVID infection that he got at that particular at rally. Trump's rally, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so Mark Meadows actually said we killed Herman Cain. Wow. Meantime, Hutchinson describes a White House that, in its final weeks, had turned to utter lawlessness. Mm-hmm. With Chaos. Meadows regularly burning documents in the fireplace of the chief of staff's office. That is a gigantic uh, no no.
3: Yeah. She said, uh, Cassidy said that uh, Mark Meadows' wife was complaining about the dry cleaning bills yeah. that she was having to pay to get the smell of campfire out right. of Mark's clothes from uh, Mark Meadows burning White House documents in the fireplace in. The chief of staff's office. Yes.
2: So, and what was there another story about Mark Meadows getting hammered one morning, even though he's a teacher? Accidentally. Total of, yeah. Accidentally. He didn't accidentally. know that way.
3: He, he thought White Claw was a seltzer. Yeah, and, uh, and he had a few of those, and he's, he'd never been drunk before in his life. It was the first time he'd experienced that sensation.
2: Yeah. Well, then he's obviously never had seltzer before either because you can kind of <laughs> tell when something has alcohol in it. It doesn't taste exactly like seltzer. There's a uh, a different flavor to it, obviously. it's it's all yeah, very interesting. Yeah, yeah.
3: and and uh, most people won't remember this, but there was a character by the name of Alexander Butterfield who was the oh yeah yeah, uh, I who was the the aide to the chief of staff for Nixon. yeah, and it was it was Butterfield who told Congress about the uh, secret uh, taping recording system in the, yeah. in the White House in the Oval Office. And so uh, once again, the the aide to uh, the White House chief of staff, Uh, has proven to be the most important witness in the prosecution of a corrupt president.
2: Yes, the walls keep closing in on Donald Trump, and I'm here for it. Yeah, Yeah. so excited for this. Uh, And I hope Cassidy Hutchinson stays safe. I hope Mark Milley remains safe. Uh, We're in that place now, I guess, where we have to think that, where we have to talk about, oh, do they have security to protect themselves against Donald Trump's
3: fanboys and militias? They do. It's sad that they have to, but they do.
2: Yeah. And yet we still have to convince people, ah, there's fascism around the corner. And they're like, oh, what are you talking? That's crazy talk.
3: While we continue to campaign on the positives of Joe Biden and the accomplishments of the Democratic Party and the failure of accomplishments and the destruction of government by the Republicans.
2: Yes, indeed. Okay. Still more to come on uh, today's show, but it'll be in the shadow Docket portion uh, on our Patreon page. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to patreon.com slash show Find the box that says the $5 a month tier or the $5 a month level which is which is called the Shadow Docket level. Sign up for $5 a month. Then what you do once you put in all of your information go back to patreon.com slash show Scroll on down and suddenly you'll find all the Shadow Docket episodes. Unlocked. Just for like you man. because you like subscribe, magic. yeah, like, like yeah, exactly it is like magic, and the content is like magic too, because we still have lots more to talk about. What we do here's how that works. Here's how the shadow dogg it works. All the stuff that we didn't get to on the free portion of the show, we just shove into the shadow dogg it, so we make sure to get it all right.
3: And, and we do it on shrooms. <laughs>
2: that's exactly right. That's the that's the thing we don't tell you there's, often enough. There's yeah. there's the magic. There's the shrooms. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, so we're all kind of all kinds of loopy on the shadow mm-hmm, docket too. Mm-hmm, so yeah. we're gonna talk about uh, some actual good news from the Supreme Court. I've got positive <laughs> Supreme Court news. It's, about it's damn rare, time. yeah. When it happens, yeah. you got to talk about it because it's so oh. rare. Oh. But this is actually really good news when it comes to gerrymandering and racism. We'll talk about that on the shadow docket. Plus, uh, I can't believe this is actually gonna happen—a Newsom versus DeSantis thing. Yeah. we'll talk about that there's some other DeSantis news in there too hmm, okay. plus uh, Bob Menendez and uh, I think that's it now we're gonna you know what there'll be some, some surprises in there too
3: the shadow docket is worth its weight in gold bars it re-
2: <laughs> really really is or you're five dollars a month okay
4: that's it we'll see you over there folks take care bye bye.